This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Richard Kind is a fabulous actor. He does everything. He's a comedian, but as I was telling all you guys, he's very funny, but he's also one of the best actors that we have, and that's everything from TV to Broadway. Even You're nominated. only saying this because we're related. I know, but it's okay. It's true. <laughs> Everyone like in the my, family. You're <laughs> like my mom. It, well, she, she was right. I mean, <laughs> you're all the best. My son keeps saying to me, we can't all be that good. You've yeah. got to give us a break. I say, Look, you're perfect. What are we going to do? Right. Every mother has the perfect son. It's so we true. all have to be that great. You are. But I think the audience would love to know you you had a family business and you wanted to be an actor. And I forgot you as long as I've really known you, you've been performing. But was this something you wanted early on? I when in fifth or sixth grade, I think it was fifth grade. I played Fagin in Oliver in the class play. It was a nothing play. Right. And somehow I really liked acting. I don't know whether it was ego. I don't know whether or not I liked being another person. I don't know what it was, but I really, really liked it. And I remember singing the song in this life. One thing counts the song from Oliver and yeah. being absolutely alone on stage and walking back and forth and just having the audience in the palm of my hand, and they were all listening to me, that if you want to know, I can name the point when I started to want to be an actor. Now, as you well know, most kids, most Jewish kids from the suburbs are raised to not be an actor or go into athletics or be a rock star. They're born to take over the family business. Right. I had no intention of being an actor. I had a dream, but no real intention. And then I was supposed to go to law school, and my dad's best friend, who lived at, uh, two houses away, we were. it was Sunday afternoon, we're watching football, there was a commercial, or maybe it was halftime, and he said, you should, you've got to try acting for a year. Because wow. when you're 40, you will resent your life. You'll resent your wife. You'll resent your kids. Everybody who prevented you from doing what you dreamed of doing. And I'll admit, I had some talent. Uh, not nearly the talent that I grew into, but I had some talent. I still loved it. I got work. I tried it for a year, and a year turns into two, into four. And now I'm this age. And all of a sudden, and, and I got to admit, I don't think I was, when I look back at it, I don't think I was very good. I think I had energy. I think that I have a certain charisma or a likability. Right. You were funny And then I just, I, I just became a better actor. You know, you do it enough, you got to become better. But do you think that 
you went to Northwestern, as I recall. Yes. And which is a great school for performing. But then you went off to Chicago. Yes. And I, that, I was I, I was a, a pre-law major uh, at, uh, at Northwestern. I was supposed to go into law, which my dad said, if you want to come into the business, you got to go to law school, get a dual degree in law and business. Because he felt that 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 he would have been a much better businessman if right. he had done that. He was a great salesman, but but he always worried about what a, a businessman he was. So he wanted me to do that, and I said I would do it. And so I was pre-law, and then my, my his friend said try acting, which really was the the killer for my father. Although my father supported me one hundred and ten percent. But when they say try acting. I mean, we all yeah. know we have actors in the family and not everyone as successful as you. But you, I, when I look back, it didn't seem to take that long. Mad about you, Curb, Spin City. Well, well, okay. You got four years in New York doing off, 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 off Broadway, doing nothing, things. going on tour with a children's theater with a decent play. Uh, but it was, I mean, it was for adults too, but it was Daniel Boone. So I cut my chops. When I was finished those four years in New York, I went to Second City. I was That's... four and a half years there. So all of a sudden, I'm 30, yeah, yeah. 31 years old, mm -hmm. and I go to L.A. And I got work immediately in L.A. I, I booked a series. Then I booked Carolyn. I, I booked another series. Then I booked Mad About You. Then Wait, I booked you had an agent by this time, right? Well, yes, I have an agent. You know, everybody thinks, "Oh, do you have an agent?" You're okay. Yeah. And an agent just an agent doesn't open doors. An agent shows you where the door is. Mm -hmm. Okay, you got it. Right. You got to go. Everybody, you know the uh, um, like you're quite a well-known figure in show business. People know Joan Hamburg, but your son got to where he is because he was good, because he worked hard, and he made his own opportunities. But you can't say, I, I can't believe that he's where he is today because of you. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Of yeah, course. and it's not an agent. It's not an agent who got it. It's, he got he it. worked hard, showed promise, wrote, got a chance to direct, lived up to his abilities, and is now one of the most successful men in Hollywood. Yeah, right. Hard to, and, yeah, and it hard wasn't his believe. agent that did it. What? I said it's hard to believe, but you're absolutely right. I know it wasn't his agent. It was he who worked really hard, and thank God his talent matched up to his ambition. But I always look at uh, at Amadeus Salieri. Tried and tried, had so many. Well, he had a modicum of success, but it was Mozart who was successful. Right. You know, Absolutely you can always say, right. oh, do you have a good agent? Do you have an agent? Agents don't do anything. They, agents show you where the door is. You got to open it. You got to stick your foot in there and say, I'm here. And you did, uh, and it worked. It, I mean, it does work. I, you know, talent will out, uh, but you got to have talent. I don't believe in... Uh, uh, um, oh, what's the word? What's the word when, when uh, nepotism? I don't believe in nepotism. I don't believe in going to parties and meeting people. Uh, you, 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 I, what I believe is going and doing a play 
or making a short film or doing stuff on YouTube or TikTok or whatever if you're an actor. Look, anybody can become famous on TikTok. Right. All you got to do is be prettier or have a gimmick. But if you really want to be an actor, you got to become good before you become rich and famous. If yeah. That's a really important thing. And if you become rich and famous before you're any good, you'll last maybe three or four years and you better save your money. Hmm. So your first big TV break, that was just you knowing there was an audition and going for it? My agent sent me up for it and I went and I proved to be okay. And it was a show called, you'll never believe it, but there's a very funny story. It's called Unsub. And you're going to say, what? Yeah, and I used what? to call it unsub what unsub. It's unsub stood for unknown subject, U-N-S-U-B. <laughs> this was, you must understand me, you know, all the procedurals you see now, SVU or, or you know, Law and Order, all of those shows. Right. This was the first. This was the first procedural. It was around 1982, 1983. A guy named Stephen Cannell, who was who did the A Team and uh, shows like that, uh, he produced this show. It was very violent, and it was the first procedural. And uh, whenever I see Peter Roth, who just up until this year ran Warner Brothers, he used to run Steve Cannell's company. And whenever I see him, he always holds out his arms and he goes, "We were the first. <laughs> And you it only are. lasted 10 episodes uh, back in 83. But that was, so you're thinking, 40 years ago, that was the first one, the first procedural. Wow. And then other shows came after. Wow. But then tell me about yeah. East New York, which is really well, everyone's talking is, about. Now, okay. Now, this is very funny. I have had a long, and I, uh, I'm in the area code of distinguished career. Not uh -huh. exactly distinguished, but I'm in the area code. I've done some really great movies, and, and I've been lucky to do really good TV shows. This is, I'm hope, praying, so far for me it is, a crown jewel. It is a wonderful, wonderful police drama for our times. It is not a procedural. It's a drama. There's about eight major characters. It's like NYPD Blue for today. And I am playing a cop, and it's not funny. And I'm hoping that when people see the show or see coming attractions, see trailers, they don't think they're going to see it. They're going to think they're funny. seeing a comedy because it's by no means a comedy. It's about a woman of color uh, who becomes the uh, captain of a precinct in the worst neighborhood in New York, which is East New York, which is in Brooklyn. And it's, uh, and everybody says, oh, are you a good cop or a bad cop? There are no bad cops on this show. There are cops who have flaws, but they want their society, they want their community, they want to uphold the law, and they're policemen. And if you ask me a great great, great percentage of policemen want to do just that in the world. But unfortunately, they're not as interesting in the newspaper. What's right. interesting is the bad cop. That's an interesting thing. Unfortunately, in our show, the cops try and do good. 
It's the criminals who are bad, and we concentrate on them. So, Richard, I'm talking to Richard Kind, and we're talking about the new CBS drama. In this, you're playing Stan Yanko, who is a a police captain. Did you have to hang out with the cops to get what's behind it, or... I got to say, well, first of all, you don't have to do anything like that. You can use your imagination. I have not yet hung out with some cops. The woman who plays the lead happens to have a boyfriend in New Orleans who indeed is a policeman and the other cops because she was working. uh, She did a couple of movies uh, in New Orleans, which is where she met him. And so she did ingratiate herself into that community and learned a lot about it. So she's lucky. But when I say uh, uh, advisors, that is, that's to minimize that the policeman, uh, well, one's a woman, uh, one's a former captain uh, of, uh, uh, of, of New York police, and uh, I've talked to them quite a bit. I find out the hierarchy. I find out what the jobs are. And I've I've spent hours talking to them, asking them questions about what is, uh, uh, what's it like to be a cop? What what, what do you do? I hope sometime, you know, after we finish, after after the show gets off the ground, maybe I'll ingratiate myself into the community and try and get to ride some night with uh, with some of the cops. It's not what I do on the show. That's what others do. Uh-huh. But my history uh, on the show is that's indeed what I did. But you know, here's an interesting thing. Whenever you ask uh, a cop, what is the most realistic cop show on, on, ever on TV? You know what they say? What? Take a guess. I can't imagine because we have a lot of good cop shows. Barney Miller. No. I never, yep. ever would have guessed that. Of course not, because that's the comment. But they say, if you want to know what sort of the life of a policeman is. Go to Barney Miller. Barney Miller. You, you sit around, you, you joke, and then when things happen, things happen. We are, you know, it's not always uh, cut to the apartment building where somebody's uh, got somebody hostage or this and that. It, it's a lot of sitting around or sitting in cars or, or keeping the beat or you know, monitoring your neighborhood uh, where nothing's happening because you're there and nothing's happening. But a a police drama shows the bookends of those quiet times. Wow, I'm talking to Richard Kind. And Richard is one of the stars of the new CBS drama called East New York. I know when you make a movie, they, you know, the part of the process is inviting the random audiences, screening it, and trying to get the audience some um, judgment. Do they do yeah. that, like with a show like this? It doesn't get picked up unless you do that. So uh, that's it's, part it, of it. They, 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 they have test groups, and, uh, uh, and it was tested, and CBS certainly liked the show. Then when it got good uh, uh, reaction from these test groups, then they pick it up. But you have so many shows that go through that process. Right, and don't We were very it. lucky. Now, from what I understand, we were voted the number one new show, uh, but network show, uh, uh, on, the, on the new schedule. 
that, that's coming out. It, Joan, when I tell you, and I am very critical of a lot of the things I do, this is superior. It's superior acting. And I, I will tell you something. The, the, one of the producers is also a director uh, with quite the great resume that goes back to the Botsko era and uh, uh, stuff like that. His name is Mike Robin. So a lot of times I get asked what I like to direct. After seeing the pilot, I can tell you I never want to direct because Mike was so brilliant in fashioning this show to a modern percussive, almost a rap beat that it just moves ahead so much. It's not what I saw at all. I see the 70s and let's say Blue Bloods, which is a very good show of its very type. Good. Mm-hmm. But this is, this moves. It has, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's quick cutting. It's of our day. And Joan, you and I were not raised in this type of, of, uh, of entertainment. It just moves differently. I and can't he's wait. Just, he was brilliant. He was brilliant in the way that, that he cut it. You so know, how when, you, you know, when you watch a, a music, a, a music video, you know how how it it just moves forward. It's got three right. minutes to move forward and help sell the song. This is fifty minutes of moving forward and telling the story, and it just is always on the balls. That's just how it is. It's so I good. can't wait. But Richard, tell yeah, me, is it good. up and running or it's starting soon? It will premiere October second. Uh-huh. We have just finished our third episode here in town. Uh, either our third or fourth episode. And, uh, you know, it takes a couple, of, especially this show, because it's edited, you know, within an instrument because it, it, it just moves. Uh, but it, it premieres October 2nd, 9 o'clock on, uh, on Sunday nights. Wow. So, I so what, wait. You, what you'll have is you'll have Sunday afternoon football leading oh, into yeah. 60 minutes, leading into the equalizer, and then we come. So, if the game goes longer, it could be 9.30. Well, it sounds really great. So when you get a show like this yeah. and it's you're taping it as as you go along, do you yeah. do other things too or you concentrate on this? Well, that's a very good question. That can be answered by my age. Here's what happens is I I love, doing all different types of things as you well know you see me do you know i've done i've done an opera at lincoln center i do radio plays i do live theater i do musicals i do dramas i do uh, you know guest spots on different all different types of shows i happen to love that however when a series presents itself i am beholden to their schedule whether or not I'm available on a certain day, let's say things change. Let's say you're supposed to shoot a scene outside and it's raining. You can't shoot it outside, so they take one of they switch days. I am always loyal to, to my show. job for which I have a contract for. But will I be doing other things? Absolutely. For instance, I'm doing something at the Triad Theater. I think it's I'm gonna tell you when it is. It is on the 19th of September, I'm doing a two-person show. You know Jackie Hoffman, don't you? Yeah, of course. 
Jackie Hoffman and I are doing a two-person show called Tip and Sylvia. Uh, and uh, it's just a tryout. A great, great, great writer wrote on Seinfeld, wrote on Sears. A guy named Tom Leopold mm-hmm. wrote this thing. He wrote all the songs. And we're going to try it out on that Monday night at 7 o'clock and at 9 o'clock. You know, it's an hour and 10 minutes. Okay, it's a we'll large, have to it's, go. It's fun. Yeah, if you want to come see it, it's a very limited uh, ticket. Audience, but yeah, yeah, you see that. And I do all sorts of things. I was on a show called The Other Two. I think I'm going to be doing an episode of that later, you know, early next. If I can do Curb, I, I have no idea, but I love I know. Curb. We, loved, we loved you in Curb. Yeah, I love it. Now, I, it's all of whether Larry has written a part for me, but my producers love that show. And they told me, hey, if they wrote a part for you, we'll let you off for the two or three days and I'll go do Curb. I just Great. love doing everything. I, know. I really and do. You're I, just, good I like at it. You know, it, it keeps. And if you do a TV show, it, I'm not going to say it becomes monotonous because it certainly isn't, especially this one, but it's the same character. And the same genre, and I know what my part is. So if I can do readings of something else, you're just, happy, you know, a week longer, I'll, I'll do it. Of course, it's such a it's such a fun thing to tackle other things. Well, it's uh, all you know, great. Yeah, I'm a very lucky. You know what? At my age, with my resume, which is mainly comic, to get this show, an hour mm. top show, where I don't have to wait for a laugh or try and get a laugh on every That's third so line. Tough. What right. a blessing. What a blessing of so my glad. career. East I'm the luckiest York, guy in the world. Well, yes. you're also one of the most talented guys in the world, and that certainly does help. By the way, before I let you go, how's your golf? Richard happens to be a great golfer. I used to be a great golfer. Then I had three children, right. and children can ruin your golf game. <laughs> <laughs> because you got to spend time with them and not time on the golf course. I know. The golf so, course is but, very demanding. But I, for, for what I look like, I'm a very good golfer. And I just got new clubs, PXGs. I will, I will, this is like a plug for PXGs. They are as good as they say. PXGs really? are fantastic. Oh, my God. Just even when you're, if you're not that good a golfer, the sweet spot is just huge on their clubs and it's it's just great it's they're wonderful clubs and i am in there uh you know i'm i'm i hope to be playing until until Til you can't okay yeah, until i can right all That's right lots of love and how are you are you good i'm good everything's good and we'll talk soon and you before you do your show with a uh, jackie we'll give it a plug so let me know you got it all right. Okay. And remember, okay, October second, October second, East New York. Okay, we're ready. Thank you, Richard. Cousin Richard, I love you. I love you so much. Thank you. We'll talk soon.